When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. And just this past year, the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award, given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Pause up, pet pals. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, for today's show, it's time to talk with, not at, our dogs and pets. And here to help is an accomplished animal communicator, and I love this title, Pet Relationship Coach. She is Liz Murdoch. Later in the show, we're going to focus on all things feline with Stacy LeBaron, the host of Community Cats Podcast. But first up, I mean, our guest today, she's just so in tune with companion animals that sometimes she actually has a conversation with them. And she doesn't even have to say a single word. She's talked with birds and, as I understand, uh, someone's pet turtle. (laughs) Oh, wait, uh, there's more. She's even invented what I consider to be one of the best uh, card games on the planet that you can play with your dog. And it's called Dog Talk Cards. All right. Stop yapping, Ard. We got to have her on. Welcome to the show, Liz. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. We, uh, pet relationship coach. I love that title. How do you define that, distinguish that between an animal communicator and a pet relationship coach? I think you're like 21st century talking. Well, maybe so. We'll see. So what I found in animal communication, and there's lots of different ways people do it. I am having a conversation and I can look at an animal and we connect and I can get a knowing or something. But say I, the dog says, I don't want to go to the vet. And and I have, <laughs> there's a lot of dogs that say that. <laughs> well, some yeah. of, some of them do. Some of them actually like it, whether it's the car ride or they'll describe the woman at the vet who they really like, or the Aww. gentle hands or something. Yeah. No, some of them do actually like the vet. The ones that don't want to go for whatever reason, you know, I can't diagnose, I can't prescribe. And so it's usually at an end of life situation and they'll say, what does she want? And I'll say, oh, no more car rides. I feel her and I describe it so the person can make the decision on what's right for them. And often they already have an idea, but by giving them the information and then empowering them, and that's where the coach part comes in to trust their own knowing. Cause they'll say, yeah, I didn't really want to do X, whether it's a surgery and you know, vets usually give multiple options and that just what overwhelms some people. 
because price and then there's timing and recovery. And does my dog want this at age 13 or whatever? So I can say, this is what I'm getting. I'll describe it so that I'm not like second guessing or coming in and saying, oh, your vet's wrong, but your dog is showing me that the car ride is very bumpy or whatever, or the medicine makes your dog so nauseous that I just feel that I can't move. And they're like, yeah, so that I can say, this is what I'm getting. They can verify it with whatever their own knowing or what the vet is saying to make a decision. So it's not just, oh, this is what your animal said or showed. Yeah. So it's more, you're more active. I think is, is more, your purpose has more active uh, Definitely. Right, right. Because yes. I mean, some people you, you can have somebody tell you, well, my dog feels this, but it, it takes a special skill set to be able to take those pieces of the puzzle and say, here's some options, right? Right. What is a person going to do? And it's ultimately their decision or the family's. So, you know, I'm not following up and saying, hey, did you do what I told you to do or what your animal? That's their very special relationship. I can give them these puzzle pieces, and then they are empowered and I'm coaching them. Yeah. Trust your gut. If you knew you didn't want to do such and such, that's okay. If you get that feeling of peace between you and your animal and your family and your vet or same with training. Yeah. So talk about your personal pets. I know uh, you've got a couple of dogs, don't you? I have two now. It's hard to say two. We lost Teddy in March. He passed away. So it's it's two living animals, yes. <laughs> well, say yeah. their names. They're sitting there going, oh, Mom, what? I know. <laughs> so I have Wolfgang, who's 13, and Honey, who's 16. And she's the Chihuahua. Wolfgang's a black lab. They both. <laughs> That's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it just happened. You know, we fostered Honey, and then she stayed forever. We fostered Wolfgang. He was supposed to be there for two weeks. I was working with the rescue. Oh, okay. I'll foster him. And he just never left. So I'm very curious as a cat to talk to you about your dogs, because Mm -hmm. I'm just, I want to sneak into your living room one day and let's talk about how do you have a conversation with uh, Wolfgang and Honey? Can you give us an example? After Teddy passed away in March, Wolfgang had never slept on my bed. And And how big is this lab? He's uh, 65 pounds. Okay. And he was, I had had another dog who was a lab who was a hundred pounds and he was a bed hog. So I was like, no dogs on the bed, (laughs) not even the foot of the bed. I'd like to move my feet. So Wolfgang came in one night after Teddy passed away. It was a couple days later and he put his paws at the foot of the bed and looked at me. And I was like, what do you want? And I looked at him and I just knew, I go, oh, you want on the bed? And he barked one bark. Wow. I'm like, Okay. So I got over and it's sort of high. So I lit and he's 13. So he's a little arthritic, not very, but anyway, I lifted him up and he did the whole circle plop down, get comfortable. And he's been on either my bed or my daughter's bed every night since. And I just knew from the eyes and he will at 1030, that's his bedtime. (laughs) They wear invisible watches, don't they? (laughs) He will do a certain wolf. Oh, and I'm like, oh, geez. So I'll go in. I go, you ready for bed? He'll look at me, wag his tail. You know, he does this and I'm fine with it. I have a blankets for him, but it's that eye connection. It's following the body language and it's 
that just intuitive knowing that I have with animals. So I don't think it's just, I don't call it a reading. I call it a conversation. No, I but think I we am need more conversations and not as much readings because, all right, let's just say it. Uh, all of us were set at home with COVID and the pets kind of saved us mentally, emotionally, physically, Definitely. whatever. And now we're going back to work. And I, I think there's so many things, so many questions our, our dogs, cats, and other animals might have as we try to get back to whatever was normal back then. So why is it so important, do you think, Liz Murdoch, to have a conversation with your pet and not just telling them command cues, sit, stay, leave it? I mean, what is the difference? So a sit and stay and leave it, those are all really important things for animals to know. Right. But going beyond that, if we look at our dog and we are walking out the door to go to work and we're leaving our dog alone, some people are doing that. Some of us are having anxiety about leaving them. Some of them are ignoring certain realities, whatever those may be. But when we stop and, and tune in with the dog, many people will look at it and know, yeah, you're right. I hate my job. I'm miserable. I need to. <laughs> well, wait a minute for the record. You and I don't hate our jobs, no, right? Okay. no. But some people had that revelation over COVID yeah. that they needed to make an adjustment. Those kinds of things. I, I've worked with so many people that their dogs will tell them me random things. There's no way I would know. One was a woman. Give me an example. Yeah, we got about a minute left before our first break. So share this. Move your desk. Oh, 90 degrees. And really? she said, I've never told anyone about that. And she did. And it changed her business because, as we know, you change one thing and often things. So <laughs> dogs can prompt us to have an awareness about our own lives when we look at them and connect with them more deeply. It's not necessarily about them, but it can be because they know us. Wow. And she also has uh, the dog card game we're going to talk to after the break. And that is called Dog Talk cards.com. Did I do that right? Yes. <laughs> All right. We're speaking with Liz Murdoch. She is a pet relationship coach and much, much more. And we're going to dive into that after we take this break. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show, and we're talking with Liz Murdoch. She is a pet relationship coach, and she also is an inventor. Many of us were playing a lot of board games over the holidays, I'm betting, but here's one that I think you can play year-round, and it's called Dog Talk Cards. Liz, you created a game? Tell us about Dog Talk Cards. I love this. So what I realized is when I have chat sessions with my clients, they'll say, um, does my dog know that I love him? And I'm, I, I was amazed at how many people didn't know that. Wow. And the, I will tell them things and they're like, yeah, I never really noticed such and such. Or I'll talk about the dog's favorite treat if that's what the dog brings up. Oh, that they really like the scrambled eggs. I've had a, about four <laughs> dogs talk about scrambled eggs. Scrambled so, eggs for 200, please. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so I created these cards that people can do, like you and I could do together. Here's well, one. Well, let's give it, let's give it, let's play a okay, little so quick game. So share a fun fact about your dog. Okay. Um, Kona will circle. When I give her the cue through my legs, and if I tap my thighs, 
she jumps into my arms. But I have to be careful because if I do that and I'm not looking, she'll knock me over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so, so I can then answer the same one. So share a fun fact about my dog. Wolfgang okay. always carries his leash to the gate oh. when he wants to go for a walk. He will carry, I have a front gate, he'll carry it out. So, so let's ask, let's analyze that. So what is that conversation? They're like conversation starters. Yes. So for me to share with the, the players in the game, what Kona does and you sharing what Wolfgang does, what's, what's happening here? So individually, we're both being reminded of special, unique things that our dogs do. I like okay? that. Okay. So that's, we each have a personal benefit. Then you and I get to know each other better and our dogs better. I like that. I like and that. it just lingers. We did this in a group, uh, a Zoom group room. Oh. And we went around and it was shots, shots, shots. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, you could. You could. But we all got to know each other better. And we'd been on the Zoom call, you know, every other week for a while. Are you kidding? So t- give just- me, tee this up. So, you know, there's a lot of pluses to Zoom. I'm not going to cut down Zoom. We're right. on Zoom right now. But so tell us how, set us, what, what happened? So it was a, it was a Christmas gap, kind of holiday party. And we wanted to do some fun activity. So we did the games and it was pet people. So I would, this, there were a group of group. So I would pick the person, person A, she went and then she would pick the next person. Nice. So we mixed it up. It wasn't just sitting there, me talking and picking different people. It was very interactive, which we like. And then, you know, how do you talk to your dog? Some people, hey, baby. <laughs> Other people like, get off the couch, stupid. And they think it's endearing, but dogs don't like that. It's Good. not endearing. So anyway, so when people start sharing, often they drift off into a thought, not too long. I mean, people get it, but you start thinking, how do you talk to your dog? Oh, I never, yeah, yeah, I should stop calling him stupid. I just started. I don't think he minds, but then, yeah, he does. It's like people make subtle changes. And, you know, I, in my chat sessions, I tell people, don't tell me anything about your dog because I want you to be, to be blown away that I'm getting specific information. But people love to talk about their dogs and they don't get to enough. So oh, that's dog, a really good point. Yeah. The cards give them prompts. I've had people when I was test marketing them go through and they would just scroll through the cards wanting to answer everyone on their own Wow! because they're getting to think about their dog in a new way. Tell me about your dog. Who doesn't I like, like that, that question? I like that. Now so, your background, we got to get this. I mean, I know you felt you had this intuitiveness about you since you were a kid, but yeah. you also has a, you have a master's degree, right? I do. I have a master's in international education with an emphasis in communication because I always wanted to bring people together. I, I've loved the international um, environment. I speak other languages. I've lived in other cultures. What are and some of the languages? Spanish, French, and Italian. Wow. Wow. And what are some of the countries? Uh, uh, France and Italy. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. So communication is key to you. So how do people find you? How do people uh, reach out to you? Tell us about that because you do different ways to help us out with our communication for pets. So yeah, a lot of people like to go to Instagram, talking with the dogs and DM me. Just the nature of the work. They like to get close that way. People email me, hello at Liz Murdoch or go to talkingwiththedogs.com. 
is another great way to get more detailed information if someone's thinking about, well, I want to learn more about a chat session. Is this weird? How does it work? I've never done it. And I try and take the um, the secretness out of it or uncertainty, (laughs) whatever, to make people feel comfortable because it makes such a difference in whether they're the final stages of life or trying to make a a medical decision. I'm not telling them what to do. I'm describing that, yeah, when you turn the corner on the way to the vet, your dog slides off the cushion and doesn't like it. And they're like, yeah, I do that. Like. No wonder you're not good. We need we need more of you, Liz Murdoch. That's for sure. I mean, what what do you see on the horizon in 2023? What are a couple things we can do as two Lakers to make our communication better, cleaner, clearer with our dogs, cats, and we do have to talk about the pet turtle. So consistency, whatever your, I call them house rules. Okay. If you don't want your dog on the couch, you know, that's your business, but be consistent about it and pick, if you're going to say off, whatever, say the same words. So they know okay. just like people, animals like consistency, okay, it makes good. a big difference. So I would say be consistent, be kind. People like kindness. And in, and in our community now, we talk, you know, that there's a lot of swear words a lot and people are just angry and, and it's, it's. Do dogs r- have cuss words? I, well, they can growl in different ways. <laughs> but I think if, if we practice kindness with our dogs, it, you know, it's shown how we treat animals tends to run over to how we treat people. So if somebody oh, wants I to like have that. a greater connection, for instance, connection, community, those are big words for 2023. Practice with your dog. Good, good. I like that. What about the turtle? I can't leave my uh, listeners hanging. So the turtle, there's several turtles. The the one in the particular was a daughter's turtle. And I said, oh, I guess you go in and check the turtle midday, like around 1030. I saw the number 1030. And I, I could see this woman and the turtle comes out and I and she said, well, actually, yes, I do. This was a woman who had not even mentioned the turtle till the very end, but she was curious. And I said, the turtle actually really appreciates your your visits and you're different <laughs> than how your daughter interacts with this turtle. Wow. And your daughter, your the, your the turtle appreciates time with you. And uh-huh. well, it turned out that the woman appreciated time with the turtle. And, you know, whether it's a, whether we meditate alone, that's another thing. Mindfulness. You can be mindful with a turtle. You can be mindful yeah. with a cat. Do those kinds of things, the self-care with your animal as well in the room as a starting point if this is new to you. I love it. Very awesome tips. We're talking with Liz Murdoch, talking with the dogs.com. The cards, you can pick them up at dogtalkcards.com. You are awesome. Uh, we are speaking with Liz Murdoch. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. And everybody, after the break, we're going to the Find Felines with uh, Stacy LeBaron of Community Cat Podcast. So everybody stick around. We'll be right back. You need even more Arden Moore? We're online at fourleggedlife.com. Hey, welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Our next guest is on a mission to help all cats, especially those without homes. 
She is also an award-winning podcast host, and she has a knack for organizing amazing, important cat conferences that showcase many, many feline experts from all over the globe. Please give pause and applause to the host of Community Cats podcast, my friend, Stacy LeBaron. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thanks, Arden. Thank you for having me. And we have to address the elephant in the room. Everyone, I know our audience is global. We appreciate all of you. And normally, Stacy lives in the East Coast of the United States. And she agreed to do this, even though, where are you now? I'm in Switzerland. Of course you're in Switzerland. <laughs> I'm afraid to even ask what time it is your time. It's morning here. Uh, 5 p.m. So oh, about, not too bad. Civilized. Yep. Civilized. Yep. civilized. So um, how are the cats in Switzerland? They are wonderful. It's so wonderful here. They do like having their kitties indoor, outdoor, um, which is great for me because I live in a condo complex where a gentleman lets his kitty out during the day. He's a lawyer. So he'll go to work and he lets his kitty out, Xander. And Xander. <laughs> I get my, my kitty fix in uh, every day visiting with him. He's a beautiful, big black cat, wonderful, incredibly friendly. So I still get my community cat fix while I'm here in Switzerland. So, um, and what do they speak in Switzerland? What's the language? Do you know any words? So there's a German section, a French section, and there's another section that's Italian. There's Romanish also, but I'm in the German section. So we oh, have- I don't know what cat is in German. Do you? It's right. Oh, you're going to, oh, you're going to test me on my- Gesundheit? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that. I know. No, I, I have Gato for, for cat in Spanish. Okay, we'll give you that. Um, that's that good. One, so- <laughs> Well, we wish you a safe and, and adventure-filled time in Switzerland, but you're coming back to the United States because, it, you know, we're barely into 2023, and you with Community Cats Podcast, you guys are already organizing a major conference at the end of this month, and this is kind of why what you want to start the conversation with you on. Tell us a little bit about the online cat conference and what's it all about. Yeah, so um, January 27th through 29th, we have, it's the last weekend of January, we have the online cat conference. This year, the focus of the conference is all about how to develop a community cat program, mm -hmm. what it means to be part of a community cat program. A lot of organizations in animal welfare have started embracing trap, neuter, and return, TNR. Good. And they've really created um, special departments. So it's not part of the shelter or it's volunteers. It's its own part department. And you can, um, people will go out and help with trapping the cats in the community, get them spayed, neutered, ear tipped, vaccinated, and, and return back into their, their colony. So many people feed community cats. I know you do. I do. And we know, have a new batch now we're trying to trap. I'll, we'll wow. talk to you about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, the Community Cats podcast, we're here. Turn your passion for cats into action. That's what we're all about. I like that. I like and that. Turn your passion into us. action. Yeah. So, so talk about that because there's so many different ways to help out cats. But let's just start simple. Feral versus community cat. What What's the big def definition? Yeah. difference. Well, so a feral cat is a cat that was born in the wild. That's the literal definition of a feral cat. 
Um, in many cases, that cat's not being fed by a, a human being. It can be fed by a human being, but also they're used to living on their own and not really having the, the human development. Community cats can be indoor-outdoor cats. It's, okay. I call it more like four paws on the asphalt. If you've Did got, you say asphalt or what? I'm sorry. On the, <laughs> on the, on the concrete driveway, four <laughs> paws right down there. Right. And um, those four paws, it means if the cat's outside and it's not spayed or neutered or not fixed, um, you know, that's a community cat. If it is spayed or neutered, it's also a community cat if it's outside and you know, being supported by others. So, you know, we really want to support all of the cats, you know, within our community. Um, if they have owners, if they don't have owners, yeah. many cats, many community cats have probably three, four or five owners, guardians. Friends. Guardians would be a good word. Yeah, we're Julie and I are guardians. Um, we brought in Baxter, who had been on the streets for 10 years, Stacy. He's a fluffy tuxedo boy with a soprano voice. And he's been in our home for about a year now. And he is like, ah, I love it here. And he loves our dogs and our cats. And uh, he's really developed. I mean, we had to take care of his dental, poor thing, uh, and other things. But he's good to go. But then three cats popped up on our porch now. We call them Cheeto, Patches, and I think Boots. I think that's our names. We don't want to bring them in. We have a full house but they wear invisible watches and they seem to know when we put the water and the food out and we always replace the water. I, and we've had possums and an armadillo here in Dallas come up to our porch and imbibe in the water. Wow. wow. So yeah. what's your take? They do learn who's the guardians, don't they, quickly? They do. They're very trainable. I mean, yeah. and you think, oh, Training cats? How can you train cats? Well, Arden, you know, you yeah. can train cats. Um, you've done it with quite a few. And you can train your community cats. And that, and you want to. So yes. that then if something does happen and they, they get hurt or you need to trap them, they're trained to come at certain times. And then you've already got that relationship established. And, and they can come and, and help you out. It's just, it's so incredibly important. You were talking about the w other wildlife there yeah. are ways to get a feeding station so that then it'll only let the cats in. And really? Let the rest of the wildlife. They've got several models in New York City because there's a lot of rats yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to get involved in. There are different designs on different kinds of uh, shelters and housing to help prevent, you know, those. Is that, that you uh, on your website, Stacey? Um, or do you have a it, resource? It through our, um, our online uh Kitten Conference, uh, the Urban Cat League. Um, Urban Cat League, okay. Yeah, they have this design program, and then there's also Hard Hat Cats out of New York City, too. Um, and oh, they come on, what a name. Cat. Wait a minute, Hard, Hard Hat, Hat cats. cats, what does that mean? Yep. yep, so it's their working cats. They are the working cats of New York City, so they're in the community gardens. They're helping prevent the rat overpopulation situation, working in the breweries, working around churches, uh, you know, in... Wow in areas all around the city to have these colonies doing their job, but also doing it in a safe way that's working for, for everybody in the neighborhood. So how do people sign up for the conference that you have January 27th to 29th? And we'll repeat it again at the end of the show, but go ahead and throw it at us. Sure. My website, which is the communitycatspodcast.com, 
We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. You can find us everywhere at Community Cats Podcast. We also have a YouTube page, oh. uh, Community Cats Podcast YouTube page, and you can feel free to go there too. But the online cat conference, all the details are there. We're going to have uh, some fun. We're going to talk about not, not fun. We're, fun will be vertical housing. And then the not so much fun is we're going to get an update on uh, a woman who's been doing a lot of individual fundraising, helping cats in Ukraine. Okay. Um, and so we're going to have a couple of, you know, sort of um, other stories other than just focusing intensely on community cat programs. I love it. Everyone, we're speaking with Stacy LeBaron. She is the founder, the genius behind Community Cats Podcast and a lot of great online conferences. We're going to dive in a little bit more after we take this break. So you know the drill. Let's just sit and purr. We'll be right back. And don't forget, we post all of our guest interviews plus lots of other goodies to the Arden Moore YouTube channel. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Arden Moore, your host of Four-Legged Life. Uh, we're talking with Stacy LeBaron. Let's talk about Ukraine, because we think about everyone has been uprooted, disrupted, the whole. And earlier this year, I actually spoke with a gentleman uh, who had a drone, and he was tracking uh, lost dogs and cats, and he was doing his part. In fact, he was staying in a little makeshift uh, unit with a mom who gave kittens and here's the guy helping the mama with the kittens and then he got homes for everybody outside of ukraine but tell us about the woman helping out the cats in ukraine certainly well her name is maria bayeva and she was born and raised in ukraine she now lives in massachusetts okay um, and she felt really passionate her parents are still there family members are still there she was very passionate worried about the animals when the bombing yeah. started um, they live in um, sort of the central eastern part of Ukraine, uh, and her parents were involved with several animal rescues before the war happened, and then they, you know, ended up just, it's travesty, so much, so much, you know, yeah. just the, the war itself, and then the animals and being abandoned and all that kind of stuff, and so she doesn't have a 501c3 organization. She started up this GoFundMe campaign, and she's raised over $35,000 um, to go and help with many of these, about half a dozen animal rescues or individuals. Okay. There's a woman who just drives around and feeds colonies of cats and she buys the food and she wanted to have a very personal and direct. She has these individual stories that come out. The money is directly going to these individuals or to these small organizations. It's not passing through a large organization, which they have their role and their place in all of this, but she wanted to be very grassroots about it. Will you be posting on Community Cats Podcast a way people can go do the GoFundMe? Most definitely. For okay. sure. We definitely, we will be doing that. And we do have a, a weekly e-news that goes out. We also have an online cat conference community on Facebook. So you once you're part of that community, then there's updates from the various speakers in there also. One of the topics I noticed that will be uh, addressed at the conference, and you're part of this, is cats and wildlife. You always hear... Cats versus birds, cats versus blah. Why can't it be cats and birds? I agree with you 100%. It is cats. Cats and birds, we do get along. <laughs> I think that it's one of those situations where 
there's a lack of understanding from, from both parties um, about cats and birds. If you have a colony of cats that aren't spayed or neutered and is growing in numbers, then you're going to have more birds caught by those cats. If you have 100 cats, they're going to catch more birds than if you have 10 cats that are all spayed and neutered exactly. and not having their kittens. And so I think the bird folks and the cat people, we're all on the same page. We want fewer cats out there. Yes. And we want to create an environment that's safe for birds, whether it's cats, buildings, cars, you know, it, it, it's anywhere. And um, so the bird organizations should support spay neuter because it's going to reduce the number of cats that are outside. So I think we're on the same page. I just think we have to understand the big picture. Now, you also, your group is uh, partnering with a group called Neighborhood Cats. What is that? So uh, we do partner with Neighborhood Cats at the online cat conference. They will be doing this community cat program training situation at the online cat conference, which is going to be really fun, understanding how to have a community cat program within your organization. But we also do monthly TNR certification workshops. Oh, good, so good, good. If you are a person, you want to turn your passion for cats into action. You've got three cats in your backyard. You've got three cats on your porch and you want to learn how to get them trapped safely for you, for them, for the cat, work with a veterinarian, get the cats in to get them spayed and neutered. The TNR certification workshops are the place to be. So we have every month, Saturday. right? Every month, every month. We've certified over 5,000 people. Nice. These workshops and 70% of the folks that, that join the workshops are not affiliated with any animal welfare organization. And so this is the place where we want to help individuals be able to help like the cats in their community. Um, well, and so that's what we've got. Every Saturday, we have cat trivia. We play games. It's all good. Well, we definitely want you back because I'm thinking for one of my next episodes, I want to have a funny feline fact or fiction and canine fact or fiction. And I would love to have someone like you as the cat person and I'll get a dog person and have a little fun because one of the silliest things I ever heard of is butter on cat paws. You're supposed to do that so that they don't get lost. I've never, that's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> have you heard of that? Nope. Okay, me. good. <laughs> well, we'll I learn to... something every day. I learn something <laughs> every day. I mean, uh, you're, you're a brilliant lady and you were at the MSPCA in Boston, which is a big fancy acronym for. The Massachusetts. So I, I was actually at the oh. Merrimack River. Feline Merrimack. Rescue I knew it was Society. an M. Sorry, my bad. The MSPCA is Massachusetts Society for Prevention to Cruelty Animals, and it's, I'm very supportive of that. Say that ten times fast. Just kidding. Okay. I know. But tear about your Merrimack. <laughs> Look at me. I'm on radio. Go for it. <laughs> Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. Yeah. So, and it's mrfrs.org if people want to check them out. But. Uh, I started running that group uh, back in 1996. I ran it for 16 years, and we have Catmobiles, two mobile spay neuter clinics, nice. uh, as well as we are a cageless adoption facility. We adopt uh, feline leukemia positive cats. It's a great organization, very grassroots, lots of volunteers involved, and it's really wonderful. And I'm, I'm involved with them. I continue to stay involved with them even today. And Arden, I don't want to miss the fact that you're going to be on Online Behavior Day in Oops. April. We got a good team there. Tell the we got you want do you know the names you want to say. There's it's the mighty yeah. four. 
The Mighty Four. We have Dr. Rachel Geller. We have Pam Johnson-Bennett. We have Tabitha Crucera. And we have Arden Moore rounding out the house. It's a fun day, fun day in April. I can't wait for it. You're awesome. I love you all. You're my dream team. So speaking of dreams, were you dreaming of doing this job when you were on a, uh, maybe on a swing set back when you were a young kid? What, what, what directed you toward cats? I don't know what was something you wanted to do and how do you feel about what you're doing? So getting involved with cats in general was like one step and then another step and another step. It was just something had to be done. So I moved forward. You know, I see a, a dumpster full of 30 kittens with, you know, their half their eyes closed and 40 adults in the woods. I shake my head and I just go, this can't happen again. This just can't happen again. And we just work hard for that. Um, in terms of being a podcaster, I just want everybody to feel like they have an opportunity to make a uh, difference in the lives of cats in their in their community, in their backyards. And if I can help one little bit and make them not feel like they're all alone, that's what I'm all about. It's, it's um, there to help people say, you know, you're not the only one that cares. We're here. We're a team. We're working together. I like that. Now, I've been a journalist all my life. And in tribute to the late, great Barbara Walters, I'm going to throw you a Barbara Walters question. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Finish the sentence. People may be surprised to learn that Stacy LeBaron blank loves to play tennis. Really? You're not a pickleball girl? Nope. Are you a singles or doubles? Singles. I both. I mean, I play both. I play paddle tennis or platform tennis. I play squash. I play racquetball. I, Ooh, play I love racquetball. I, I played racquetball a lot. I played tennis. I played tennis in, in since fourth grade. I've played my whole life. All right. What's a parting message and how can we find out more about things going on for Community Cats? Communitycatspodcast.com. Stacy at communitycatspodcast.com. I'm very responsive on email. Um, love to hear from people. Love to hear about your stories. Love how I can help you turn your passion for cats into action. It's all about you. We're here to help you and make your day and the lives for cats in your backyard better. So please join us at the online cat conference or TNR certification workshop, surrender prevention certification workshop with Dr. Rachel Geller. If you're animal control, we even have uh, animal control certification options. So I like it. Well, it's growing. Your educational pool is getting to become an ocean. And I like that. Great. All right. (laughs) Hey, um, everyone, uh, that's it for our show today. I want to give a big pause up to our special guests. We had Liz Murdoch of Talking with the Dogs and Stacey LeBaron of Community Cats Podcast. Want to give a shout out to Tebra Brands. They sponsor the Four-Legged Life Show. Tebra Products uh, for healthier, happier pets. Online at T-E-V-R-A-Pet.com. And next time you're there, just remember Arden23 at checkout. Ding, ding, Arden23. Thank you, Pet Pals, for tuning in and for all the stations. So until next time, this is Arden Moore saying to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there, pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week.